0: up, everybody? Welcome to the Roto-Grinders NBA Morning Grind. We made it to the last podcast of the regular season. Thanks for enjoying the ride with us. It's been fun, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, and, and a lot of fun for sure. I'm your host, Justin Carlucci, here with two very special guests on Friday's Morning Grind to wrap up the work week. I got the Chief Will Priester, as usual. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Nothing much, man. Good. Uh, three-man booth for the bubble
1: brothers podcast. Can't wait for this one. Uh, Closing out the NBA season in
0: style was one of the hottest players on the market right now. Yeah, we got Drizzy. We got Dre. What's going on? You were on the pod last week and you told me you took some time off that you had the previous month was a little slow, but you refocused. you locked in your process and you are crushing it right now. Tell me about the last couple of weeks I saw you played the mega Q on dK and got one of your seats so congratulations, man. keep grinding and uh you know what's what's the ride been like the last couple of weeks uh it's been uh
2: see i don't want to sound a little cocky but it's been kind of normal back to back to normal, I guess you can say from like the past year you know once you start to get in a habit of playing well, you expect that. You expect excellence. And that's what I expect away from myself is to perform better, perform well and do well. So that break helped out a lot um, before going back to my regular day job. So got my mind a little bit clear, got everything right, and then just said, you know, let's dive back in. Um, set my goals for myself and just had to recalibrate them to get back on track. So right now only ten grand away from my goal uh, for the month and then hopefully going to continue that and maybe make more next weekend and my first ever DK live final, which I've been trying to get to for three years now. Um,
0: so I'm glad I finally got one. Congrats. We'll be pulling for you. We know you'll be repping Roto Grinders extremely well and, uh, you know, awesome month. Continue the success. Trust that process. Keep grinding. And we got a, an interesting slate on Friday. So we had a We had to call in the three brothers here, the three bubble brothers, bring in the full cast here because we were looking at this injury report before we hopped on here and we're going to do our best to give you our input a day ahead of time with a lot of things still up in the air. Uh, Some more things in the playoff picture got solidified. We can talk about them as we get to those specific games, but there's still some seeding implications over the weekend and some things that could change, some things that could change. Now, we have a couple of – seven. wow, we have one 7 o'clock game. I thought that was not right. So we're kicking off an eight-game with only one 7 o'clock game Eastern time on Friday. And then there's an hour gap between, uh, you know, three more games at 8 o'clock. So that, that's interesting. But the first game has arguably the player with the highest upside in any slate, you know, Russell Westbrook. The Wizards are going up against Cleveland. Washington is at home, and they are currently in that play-in tournament, ten seed over there. And technically, the Bulls are not eliminated. The Bulls are the only team that have a chance to get in the play-in. Basically, what it looks like is the Wizards would have to lose out, and the Bulls would have to win out. So, still meaningful basketball for the Wizards. Chief, what do you see in in this game here?
1: Well, I mean, I faded Westbrook on the last slate, and. It semi worked out, but it didn't work out. If you play Westbrook and Peyton Pritchard, I mean that's how you got there on FanDuel. I Westbrook against Cleveland, man. Like Cleveland's not good. I mean Westbrook is now twelve five. I think he was twelve six on the last slate. He's still in play. I mean he put up sixty seven. I mean he could easily he could have easily still got to seventy. Um, so I, I like Westbrook here. He's probably about the only guy I want to play from from Washington, though, in terms of, uh, you know, kind of the single entry format. In my head, I thought Rui Hachimura was going to be playing about thirty five to thirty eight minutes a game, and that's just not happening. So I'm just I'm very disinterested. One guy that did stand out to me, um, you know, with this team, and, and this is kind of just a uh, an observation, Alex Lynn. Uh, is he going to play twenty five minutes in this game? Twenty minutes, like he's got some upside. So I think you know, if you if you were considering getting you know multiple pieces from this game, I do think he would be on my list. I know on Fanduel where it's just a one center site, it's not going to feel good, uh, and especially because he's five k. But I, I I do think there's some validity in in getting him in, especially if you're multi entering.
0: Yeah, boogie. You got some calves in an obvious pace up spot here, but seems like a lot of decisions will hinge on whether or not Darius Garland plays, whether or not Shetty Austin plays. You know, it's hard to speculate 24 hours ahead of time. But Kevin Love coming off the monster game as well, a guy who you know some people might say, "Well, he's old, he's a vet, why play him?" But uh, me and Chief talk pretty religiously about you know, he's trying to showcase himself for the future here, so why not try to go out with a bang? But uh, a lot of plays here probably, for me anyway, hinge on who's going to actually play for Cleveland. So I'm just looking at DK here. Colin Sexton, 8,300. If Darius Garland plays, do you like Sexton? Or, you know, would you need some other guys to be out here to be interested in some of these Cavaliers? Um, <clears throat> to me, Sexton's
2: really a play that you can play regardless, um, in my opinion. Um, but honestly, I'm going to say I probably might not get to him depending on the other games. Um, actually, in fact, I probably would actually think about it now. Uh, a little bit um, diving in deeper because the Cleveland Cavaliers seem like they they, they play hard and Sexton's not going to go out like that in my opinion. I think he likes to try to um try to get the W and play the upset card. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if Cleveland tries to play all their guys and you know try to get the W just to keep the Washington Wizards on edge and maybe give sh- uh, Chicago a chance to possibly you know sneak in there if they can. Um, but but definitely I will look at all, only Sexton probably on that team for sure. Maybe Kevin Love in tournaments. Um, his price I know on FanDuel is six five. Uh, let me. I don't. What is his DK price? Oh. Uh,
0: Sixty one on DK for Kevin
2: Love. Sixty. So I'm only one of two hundred dollars after a monster game, and there's no one in the front court that could really stop him. He's a pure GPP play. Um, I would play him. Um, in some lineups because he has the upside. Jared Allen as well. Um those are guys you know that you can they can get double doubles. Um we get the double double bonus on DK. Um they're, they're definitely more of a better play over there than than FanDuel. But um still both playable on both sides, but the injuries on 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 uh, um it's gonna really tell a lot from what Garland does or not because if he's out, you got a little bundle for sure. Um and Seti as well.
0: Yeah, and uh, hypothetically, if Garland and Chetty Osman are out, Kevin Love gets a 3.5% usage bump, and he, over about 100-plus 100, 100 minutes, he scores 1.35 DK points per minute over the last month without Osman and Garland. So 1.35 per minute, 100-plus minutes is a pretty good sample size. Just comes down to how many minutes he's going to play. Well, you know what? Even if he plays 25 minutes... If Osman and Garland are out, he has a chance to hit value putting up that kind of point-per-minute production against a team like the Wizards. So, I'm with you. It's a pure GPP play, but I like him a hell of a lot more if either Garland or Osman are out. And if both of them are out, probably going to be overweight on Kevin Love. So, any final thoughts on this one before we move on? Chief, Dre, anything else here?
2: Uh, Probably locking Westbrook. (laughs) That's
1: right.
0: (laughs) So it's early. DK probably finally caught up. 12-8 12-8 on DK. So, Ooh. what do we got on FanDuel on Russ Price? 4-5. Oh, okay. like, there's
2: going to be so much value tomorrow or today that that you're going to be able to fit him in. That's why, to me, like, like I don't know, we haven't even got to the games yet, but he's, like, the only guy I can say he's a lock for sure. Like, mm-hmm. Chief, those are, like, using locks often, but if, if I play basketball tomorrow, which I probably will, Russell Westbrook is probably gonna be my only lock of the day because I know what he's gonna give me and I know what he has on the line compared to everyone else in this on, on this league. Yeah,
0: definitely. Wait, wait, wait
1: until we get to this crazy value uh, coming up here. Well, lead, lead guys, us into your mind's lead, gonna
0: be blown. Lead us into the Detroit game, Chief. Go ahead, and then you can swing at the boogie, and I'll go last here.
1: Look, Denver, Detroit. Uh, in, in terms of injuries. uh, Everybody on Detroit is out pretty much. Like Isaiah Stewart is even out. Dennis Smith Jr., Mason Plumley, Magruder, Corey Joseph, Frank Jackson, Jeremy Grant, and Wayne Ellington, and Hamadou Diallo is questionable. Ladies and gentlemen, on the Denver side, my speculation is that Jokic might sit this game. Reason being, they sat Michael Porter Jr. today because of rest. And um, they played Jokic. I think Michael Porter Jr. may play and Jokic may sit. Um, so that, that's that's kind of my read on it. Monty Morris didn't play today. So we'll see how it goes. That, that's my speculation early. What if I told you that in 2021, we're probably going to be able to play Jaleel Okafor in this spot? Steal my thunder. Steal my thunder. If not... Tyler Cook is sitting right there as well at thirty three hundred. I do think Jaleel Okafor is in play on this slate as a very, very, very affordable center on both sides. He's thirty six hundred on FanDuel, and he is thirty two hundred on DK. Jaleel Okafor might push fifty percent on DK if he's going to get the start. Like he might he might push sixty percent because he's got upside for thirty plus like legit upside for 30 plus I you know Saban Lee like he's just in play like I know Josh Jackson in there is there but this is how I felt when all those guards started getting ruled out I just hopped on the Saban Lee training 28 and 39 the past two games a spot here with Denver that's still going to be a little bit shorthanded um that that's where I'm at with with Detroit man uh Dre over you bro
2: uh if I have a question for you, Chief. Um if Jokic is out, what do you think about Bolo Bolo on the other side? Like, cause I, I understand, like, I I know that you know Denver's pretty much got they got everything wrapped up at this point. They're gonna be the number what, they're gonna be the number four seed probably, and not move from there at all because they're not catch the clippers. Mm-hmm. Um, unless they, unless they probably win, Bulla well, could go. He can go off in that spot too. I think on the opposite side. I just don't know how many minutes he's going to get. That's the only thing I'm worried about.
1: Which yeah, because Javel, JaVel McGee is in the same boat. That's the problem. Like,
2: but he, remember, JaVel McGee he has asthma, so he doesn't play that many minutes to begin
1: with. Oh, that's a true story. there I like it. I mean, I like the Bulla ball play. He played. Uh, how many? I need to see how many minutes he played tonight. Because Javale McGee started tonight with Jokic, which was crazy. I, I, I had no clue they were going to try to pull something like that. But Mike Malone with his infinite experimentation gets us again. I like the bowl bowl call, especially if uh, if if Jokic is out. Like, are they going to sit Aaron Gordon and Paul Millsap too? Like at some point they're going to sit these guys.
2: They have so to. I, yeah, I'm following
1: you. I, I'm
2: following you. I, I like it. Yeah, I, I think that that's something we have to consider and look at. I would pay attention to the news. and If we could get a lineup, it's at 8 o'clock, so I'm pretty sure we're not going to really have any – our lines are probably not going to be front-loaded on the slate. They'll probably be back-loaded towards the night, end of the night. So that's something I would pay attention to, and maybe make some adjustments as you get news on it. Um, but from the Detroit side, uh, Saban Lee is someone I'm going to definitely have in my pl- – um, in my lineup tomorrow, Josh Jackson. I love um, as long as he's going to get the start and get the minutes, which hopefully he does. Um, and does have it. He should be able to go off in this spot for sure. Uh, Killian Hayes is someone I know. He's come up a little bit in price, but he's he's a future. So I don't I don't see why the coach wouldn't run him to the ground. Um, and so is Sadiq Bay. So uh, we we know the Detroit guys got to play. So those are those are um, of the other two pieces I would be looking at for the team um, on. On uh Denver side, like I said, besides Bolo Bolo, uh, if Jokic is out and Michael Porter plays, Michael Porter is probably another guy you have to have a lot of exposure to, not a lot, but a lot of exposure to for sure. Um, Austin Rivers and deep tournaments if you want to go that direction, or or Composo because they know we have the, they have the upside. Uh, but that's really about it. I can see myself getting to
0: on on Denver. Uh, what about you, Justin? Yeah, I think if Jokic is out, we have three min price centers basically in Jokic, Bol Bol, and McGee. And the odds are that one of them goes for 30 plus and one or two of them go for 15 fantasy points or less, maybe. Like we just, they are so boomer bust and so volatile. Obviously, if Okafor gets to start, he's in the best spot, right? Um, but if we don't get that Jokic news until, you know, for late for some reason, even if we do, I mean, can you play, can you play McGee and Bobol together? Personally, I wouldn't because there's going to be so many min price ish guys on this slate that have 10x upside. That why you know why play two guys that could cap each other a little bit in terms of upside. But the, the, there's going to be a lot of interesting uh, GPP calls in this. But uh, very quickly that Okafor could turn to chalk, which is insane. But here we are, and it's the one of the last days of the regular season. I will say that if. Mike Malone decides to start sitting everybody and Austin rivers. I know you mentioned Austin rivers, and I think he's at a really interesting price point on DK. Now the right people would have to sit, but first of all, it's because he's the king of garbage time. He looks good in garbage time against Bush league defense and B because his price on this slate is going to be a no man's land. He's 4,600 on DK. So you're going to have the people playing the Saban leaves at 4k, the bulbos, the Jalils and going ultimate stars and scrubs that I think, Rivers might be just priced just high enough where he might just kind of be lost in the sauce here in terms of lineup construction. And we know what his upside is, especially, like, who knows, if he just pull, If pulls Malone just pulls the plug in most guys and, and leaves Austin Rivers out there. I mean, he's got 30-point upside easy at 4,600. He's been playing, you know, 20, 30 minutes in some cases, as it is in some bluffs and stuff like that. So this is another pivotal game here, and I'm glad we're getting it out of the way early. Chief, I know you're about to say something here. What else you got for me?
1: Well, speaking of that, let's say we go on speculation that Malone sits half of these guys, like Shaq Harrison's going to be in play. Howard's going to be in play. Like, it, it's going to be bananas on DK when half of this team is like 3K. Like, it, it's going to be crazy.
0: Which, so so would you, if you're, would you want to be a little, I guess, safer with your entry fees you tomorrow? Are you more prone to play fan duel? We can only pick two guards, only pick two forwards. Like instead of cramming six three K guys in, like so. What do you think, website wise? How would you attack not only Friday, but the next over the weekend is going to be the same stuff too. So if you're crazy enough to play Chief and Dre, like what do you think about lineup constructions? Are you partial to play on one side or the other? Put the contest, you know. Prizes aside and things like that. <laughs> so I don't want to hear about the qualifiers because I know we're all thinking about them, but just in terms of what's what's better to play on. I'll tell you what's better to play on. Don't answer that. Superdraft.com. You don't got to worry about salaries. Shout out to Superdraft.com. Promo code Grinders. G-R-I-N-D-E-R-S. Boy, am I good sometimes. Get on over there. There might be a surprise for you. Promo code Grinders on Superdraft. They have the multipliers and not the salary. Pretty cool aspect they bring to the community. Back to your regularly scheduled program, Chief. So, what are you playing, FanDuel, DK? Got any advice out there? Look, man, I, I'm uh, I've already decided I'm gonna be on DK tomorrow for NBA. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That's, that's where I'm gonna be.
1: So, uh, you know, and, and it's gonna be MLB for Vandal. Like that, that's what's going down tomorrow. All right. We are running out of seats. I got to stop doing this to myself, though, right, Dre? Like, the, the past couple couple uh, live finals here, I start chasing late. And and do get close, but I got to give myself more time. But, unfortunately, time is of the essence. So, I'm going to be on DK for NBA tomorrow. That's
0: just how it is.
1: Dre, yeah, I, know, I
0: know you play a lot of fans. Well, you play some DK. You play some DJs. You got your seats on DK. Um, on, on, you know – the rare time of the year like this, are you partial to playing one side or the other between DK and Vandal?
2: Yeah, it depends. Like I know strictly football, I've been playing like on on DK. That's why I love the points. It's so better on there. But um, but tomorrow specifically on the slate, or or even over the weekend. I would prefer FanDuel just because, like you said, it gives you – you have to make straightforward choices. And I know that makes it hard for some people because they're so used to the multi-position eligibility. So, to me, it's like, hey, it's cut and dry, simple. You got to play – you got to pick two-point guards out of the rest of them and see who's going to be the best and who's going to score the most points. Uh, So, to me, it would be FanDuel for
0: sure. Okay, one guy we didn't talk to – Last mention of this game. We could have probably a separate podcast on this entire game if we really wanted to because there's just so many moving parts. Killian Hayes, 5,800 on DK. Don't know what he is on FanDuel. But if he starts, you know, he's seen mega minutes the last two games as well. Are you in or out on Killian Hayes, which, you know, his role will probably be huge. Uh, he's got Josh Jackson, Neil and the other, uh, and Sadiq Bey. So he got three kind of, as of right now, regular rotation guys but that's it so what do you think about killian hayes is he a tournament option at this point because his price is higher than some of these other attractive values
2: um i think he is um i mentioned before but it's but like i i because to me like the way i'm the way i'm attacking this slate is i'm thinking of any player who has potential to give me at least 35 fantasy points or more Maybe 30 minimum, but if you can't – if you don't have that upside for that much or more, I can't roster you in my lineup. Kelly Hayes definitely has that for sure in his bag, and I think he, he can definitely get there for sure. He'll, he'll be different because a lot of people are going to be playing, like you said, Stars and and going to someone cheaper. So I like the option with the minutes, and it's a great TVP play for sure.
1: What do you think, Chief? I think we need to be playing Vlatko Cancer. From the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> just kidding, I'm just kidding. Oh, but but I, we're laughing. I'm telling you, Malone sits all these people. Like you're gonna have to be deciding: Am I playing Black of Cancer on a Friday night in my NBA slate? But no, I, I like Killian. Killing is in play. I mean, you know, he. Bottom line is minutes equal money in this business, and he's gonna have the minutes, and, and he's 5200 on FanDuel, which like. That's an incredible
0: price. All right, that's enough of that game.
1: Vlatko, cancer. Just, just say that out loud.
0: I'll have some shares if I go. If I go multi, I'll I'll have some shares. I probably won't. Sounds like Vlatko played twenty minutes tonight. Don't sleep. Yeah,
1: he played twenty minutes.
0: All right, Philly and Orlando, folks. Oh God. It gets better, I promise. It gets better. It doesn't get better. (laughs) It doesn't get better. So Philly got ran out of the gym by Miami for most of the game on Thursday. Uh, Joel Embiid. Talk to me about this one, Chief. I know you followed this slate really closely on Thursday. It wasn't wasn't all roses on Thursday, so uh, give me this game. Give me it in a nutshell, what happened with the Sixers Thursday, and you know Philly, Orlando just makes me want to vomit on Friday. Personally, they
1: caught a beat down, and a part of this is the I think Joel and B just should have sat this game. I don't think he was ready to play. He played twenty five minutes, scored six points, two rebounds, one assist. Two steals and four turnovers. Sounds like a man that was not ready to play. Probably was still a little lethargic from the sickness. Just keep this man out. Don't you guys have bigger fish to fry than to be trying to squeeze? Like, just, just stop it, right? They got ran out of the gym anyway. Should have just kept the man out. They might have actually been more competitive with them off the floor because of his situation. With that being said, they're playing the Orlando Magic tomorrow. And they should mop the floor with this team with or without Joel Embiid. Ha, 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 not so fast. We know what Philly does in these situations. Orlando's going to keep this game competitive, folks. Uh, I'm probably – I sneakily like Orlando in this spot because of the fact that Philly just wets the bed in these type matchups. They should win by 30, and you look at the end of the night – And it's five minutes left and the other team's down like four points. Like, what are we doing? This is the Philadelphia 76ers, but at the end of it all, they'll still squeeze out a win. But for that reason, I am interested in the Orlando Magic. And this is all speculation based on the trends that we've seen from the Philadelphia 76ers.
0: That's all this is. Let let me me, uh, lead you into this, Dre. Just food for thought for both of you guys. I just peeped the schedule for the weekend. Philly is. Let's see here. The Sixers are forty-seven and twenty-three. Brooklyn's right there at forty-six and twenty-four. Orlando is at Philly on Friday. Obviously, on Saturday, Chicago plays Brooklyn on Saturday, and we won't have a podcast for any of these games. So that's meaningful games for both. If Philly loses Friday, Brooklyn Brooklyn's knocking on the door. Hello, folks. And Chicago wants to keep the dream alive. At that point, at that point, they still might not be eliminated no well if the the wizards win tomorrow i think chicago's out so it depends yeah so may or may not however on sunday wow the wizards play the hornets on sunday totally off topic a little bit here but brooklyn has cleveland who they should mop you would think and philly plays orlando again on sunday to close out the season interesting stuff here here Anyway, Dre, over to you, you know, now that we kind of got that scheduling crap out of the way, but what, what are your thoughts here, you know, Sixers-Orlando? Again, depends on who we see on the Sixers side on the court, I think, right? Yeah,
2: it really does for sure. But honestly, like, this when you go over the schedule, I was going to make bring up that point that, that they don't got that big of a lead as far as on Brooklyn right now. So, and I really think that Orlando, I mean, that Philadelphia wants to be the number one seed, so – I look for them to go all out and, and probably play their guys and try to get this W um, and try to see if they can lock up home court um, home court advantage possibly. Um, it, it's going to be tough, but I think, I think what, if, if they get a win, they, they definitely should probably be able to lock it up for sure because um, that'll be like, what, two games ahead of Brooklyn? It's impossible, I think, at that point to catch up, even if they tie at that point because I don't know who has the season series. Um, but that's something to probably look into later on when it comes to scheduling. But anyway, from this game, I love Tobias Harris. Um, he's probably someone I would definitely get in. Obviously, Joel Embiid um, is one of the top players you can definitely get in your roster at 9 6 on FanDuel. He's under 10k. He's that I don't know he hasn't been playing well, but. That that's that's we know his upside in this matchup and he can go off. So he's someone I would definitely target for sure. I, I don't know if I can play Ben Simmons. Um I like Ben Simmons more better, um, better when Joel Embiid is not playing. I mean, yes, because that way Ben Simmons has a more rebounding upside. So he's someone I, I definitely probably cannot look at tomorrow for sure. Um, um and that's really about it on that side. This is three pretty much the three head of monster that they have um, in Orlando. Uh I'm the only person I really play is probably Cole Anthony. That's really it. They're, Orlando's like a little bit of a mess. Kind of hard to figure them out. Um, and they've been playing these guys for the longest time now. And to me, is they don't have really really upside on this slate when it comes to all the other value we have. Um, in, in the later games.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Chief, you in or out on anybody in Orlando? For me, on Orlando. I... I'm probably passing on DK pretty much entirely for single entry and three max type stuff.
1: I mean, I think if uh, Mo Bamba's out again, you know, Wendell Carter Jr. is going to play some Mets. He's 5,500. Probably won't be the best value in this slate. So I'm really not sweating it too much. Um, Cole Anthony, though, for sure. RJ Hampton, 5,500 on FanDuel. Like I think, I think he'll be in play. These guards, those two guards, I think would be the main thing. In other news, uh, my my injury. Uh, uh, let's, let's let's see here. What can I call this? Anyways, just following me around all sports. Played the uh, Cincinnati Reds today, and Mike Mustakas and Nick Senzel are just out of the lineup. Got hurt. I mean, what is going on here, people? What? is going on. I'm, I listen, I'm nice to people. I'm kind. I'll give someone the shirt off my back. I do not deserve injuries in every lineup build I get this week. This is crazy. Uh, anyway, back to you. That, that's, that's how I feel about this game, man. It's, it, it's
0: RJ. It's Cole Anthony. Uh, I like those two guys um, for sure. This one might be a little more cut and dry and maybe a little quicker because we have Utah and hey, Oklahoma. We got to get a
1: challenge going, by the way. We got to start finding uh, interesting named characters on each team. So Vlatko Cancer was my guy from Denver. But from Orlando, we have Ignis Brasdikas. You got to find one uh, f- from every team. Uh, all right.
0: This is going to be fun to close the, out this slate. There we go. Back to you, Luke Back to you. Back to you. No, I, I said my piece. It's Utah and Oklahoma City. We have Donovan Mitchell, who's out, obviously. You know, uh, But on the OKC side, Lou Dort, we know, is out. Ty Jerome is questionable. This is a team, Oklahoma City, it's just been hard to consistently target the same guys for more than a week from, because they're distributing muni- minutes to everybody under the sun. And uh, you kind of never know what they're going to throw at you. So th- this is a tough game for me to be excited about really getting any exposure from in single entry type stuff or three max type stuff. Um, yeah. Kenrick Williams is just like the ultimate GPP monster because he'll play 20 minutes one game. He'll play 15 minutes the next and he'll play 30 and then he'll almost rip down a poor man's triple double uh, against Sacramento Played 33 minutes at 20 real points, you know? So I feel, I feel like for tournaments with all this other uh, quote unquote, attractive options where bigger roles are opening up for the Sabin leaves of the world on the Jalil Okafors. And you're going to get those 40 to 65% ownerships on those guys. Who the hell is going to play Kenrick Williams? Uh, you know, just kind of a guy has been in the same role, but we're closing down on the regular season. And if I'm max multi entering, ah, I'll have seven or eight chairs of Kenrick Williams floating around. Cause uh, he's boomer bust. And, uh, you know, you're going to get with all these other guys that are in quote, unquote, much better spot. Kendrick Williams kind of catches my attention of a guy I'm willing to roll the dice with as kind of a complete one-off from this game. Uh, that's just my, my first look input there. So I'll throw this ball over to you chief. And then you can toss it to Dre.
1: Uh, I mean, in terms of this game, I'm expecting Utah to mop the floor with these guys, but I mean, it's, like you said, is Cambridge Williams even going to play? Like, we don't know. We, we just found – we found out like a few minutes before the start time on the last, like, that he was going to start. Like, had we known that earlier, we would have had chairs. And lo and behold, he comes out for 32 minutes, puts up 45 fantasy points. I, I don't have much interest in this game at all. Uh, and um, – but who I do have interest in is Udoka Azubuike. That's who I found in this game. I think there's one in every game. This is going to be good. A little bit of trivia. What do you
0: think?
2: Getting a little little (laughs) trivia before we have the trivia on Friday Friday night after crunch time is over. For the
1: big brain, yeah.
2: For the big brain. So, I mean, this this game is going to be tough to tackle um, because I don't really think you can play anyone um, from the – Utah side. Um, it really depends on what. what how? What Phoenix is still playing. Are they up right now? Because that's going to matter a lot, I think, and dictate probably what the Jazz does. Maybe. Um, I know might, right they, I, Phoenix is up five. So With nine Phoenix minutes left in the fourth. If Phoenix holds on to win, then the Jazz are going to probably roll their guys out because they want they want home feel they want home court advantage. They want to avoid possibly playing the Lakers in the first round. Um, so, I personally think Mike. Con- I think Mike Conley, if he plays, he's going to probably play like around twenty minutes. I don't think you can roster him, but you can still roster the other guys just because even though they're at their price, their price appropriately for if Mike Conley's out. Um, and, and and Donovan Mitchell as well, but I still think that they're gonna that they're still fine um, to play in this, this type of situation matchup. Um on the so so Clarkson's someone I would love to target a lot. Rudy Gobert, uh, he's another good option. Uh center center might be a good is it's gonna be well this thing's just loaded in general with talent and value, but Rudy Gobert, I think, is a great play tomorrow. Um he's the easy having a double double. Um I I do like on uh Oak, on OKC uh with all the guards pretty much almost being out, uh obviously Kendrick Williams is, is a great option. I like Sabim Kilu. That's who I like. Um I think he's a great play. Um I know Te- Theo Melodon's gonna be back a little bit. Um it's gonna be interesting to see if the other guard from Ty Jerome if he's gonna play. I think he doesn't though. And that way, be will be able to get more minutes. And I like him as another option for sure. Um, that's really who I would target for this game. But those are going to be like more so last pieces into my lineups, I think, um, as fillers. Because I think, dude, like I said, this, this, this we still haven't gotten to these some other meaningful games on this league yet tonight. And then compare a bunch of
0: that with injuries and stuff like that as well. Yeah, I like the speed call. I mean, with Ty Jerome out, uh, and look at his last three games. He shot the ball more than he has probably throughout the regular season. Averaging 15 shot attempts over the last three games. Only play in the mid-20s, though. Every game has been a complete slaughter, though. I don't know why anyone would expect this one would be any different, though. You know, by some miracle, this game's close. Yeah, you can play V. You know, maybe he goes off. You, know, you can maybe play Kenrick Williams. <laughs> by some miracle. By some range of outcome, that is unlikely. But these guys, like you said, with all the other guys on this slate, they're going to be what, probably sub ten percent less, maybe. Yeah. I don't feel great about it, but definitely you know keep tabs on these guys. Chief, you want to bring it over to our favorite team of of the of the podcast, the Toronto Raptors, and talk about this Toronto Dallas game? <laughs> but I will say, listen, everyone, our Alfred Preyton call is pretty bad. We could rant on that for another forty five minutes. So why Tibbs didn't give him the burn, et cetera, And Alec Burks went off. All I can say is that's our bad, but that's late season NBA. If you're playing at this point, you don't feel good about anything. However, Toronto, we we said, you know, we kind of bashed Nick Nurse on, on Wednesday night when we were recording and we said, Hey, like the minutes are weird. The guys that it's volatile value, then Nick Nurse rolls out this lineup. And then what does he do? He doesn't do anything to help his cause with our free Chris Boucher movement. He makes it worse.
1: It, it's terrible in Toronto right now. I mean, and look, I think, I think we had, me and Dre had a show earlier today and I talked about crossing out these Toronto guys and then lo and behold, he crosses more of them out, which had we known this earlier and we we'd known they were going to play like seven guys, we would have said, well, probably got to play some of this value. At any rate, you can't trust Toronto right now. We just got to wait and see what's going to happen. Utah, Wantanabe, that, that's who we're going to call out from this spot. There, there's somebody with an interesting name on each team. Uh, so that that's the one, or each game, that's the one from this game. My assumption is Gary Trent's going to play tomorrow, and uh, Stanley Johnson will go back, relegate it to his 20 minutes. But who knows? Uh I have no clue. Uh, if, if you can see, I haven't been if, even been able to sing a song on this slate, and that's just god awful.
0: Well, yeah. Once again, I'll I'll, I'll just play middleman and pass it over to you, Dre. Just looking at the standings here, so Porzingis doesn't have an injury designation. Dallas is in the sixth seed at forty-one and twenty-nine. The Lakers can technically catch them and pass them and force Dallas to play that playing game if the cards fall where they do. Dallas, Dallas can also pass Portland uh, and get up to that five seed. It'll...
1: If Portland loses tonight, Dallas is going to pass them automatically.
2: So... Yeah, but, but but hold on. Like I, This will confuse me about this play-in thing. I think we we'll talked to you briefly about this before. Dallas won their division, so how did, how are they going? They, can't float, fall, they shouldn't be able to fall below five, right? Or they oh, change it, this whole
1: – It's still overall record. And okay. they're four. They're forty-one and twenty-nine. The Lakers are forty and thirty. And if the Lakers win, I think the Lakers have the tiebreaker over Dallas, which okay. will put them in the sixth spot, and the Mavs will be in the seventh spot. Which means they got to play in. Wow. Okay,
2: that's crazy. You win your tournament, you win your division, and you get rewarded by being in a playing tournament. Oh, <laughs> um.
1: well, hey, welcome to the NBA, because. Uh, the, the, the Cowboys and the Redskins do this all the time. They go uh, six and 10 and win a division and then make the playoffs.
0: Yep. <laughs> so, what, what I'm just getting at here, Boogie, is Dallas might want to roll out and win this damn game, right? So, pff, I, what are your thoughts on Luka Doncic by some? For large field GPPs, if, if Toronto, if, I don't think Dallas is super good. Like, they've had their duds. They've been playing well lately. But in some, in some realm or imaginary world that Toronto keeps this close, which, listen, we saw Stanley Johnson go over 60. We saw Elf not even really play. We saw Chris Boucher active and not even play. We've seen crazy things happen in late season in NBA. What if this game's close and Luka goes for 70 and not a lot of people are on him? Then, then what are we talking here, Jay? I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, man. Not in the
2: and some worlds out there, yes, that happens. That's the realities out there. I don't know. I mean, he's going to be my player pool for sure because he's Luca. But I would have more interest in Christopher Porzingis because of his price. It's a lot cheaper, especially on uh, FanDuel at six eight. Um, what is he on? Let me look at what is he on DraftKings currently. I think he's a little
0: bit eighty six on DK. Cameron okay, Payne's so got he, 40 by the way. Jesus Christ. Use your imagination this weekend, guys. You gotta use yeah.
2: your imagination. <laughs> you got uh, yeah. I honestly with Toronto. Yeah, and even with Toronto, first of all, Christoph, you can't play him on DK. Uh Lucas are pretty much Luca will be the only guy you want to target from Dallas on DK. On FanDuel, I think Christoph or Zinga's looks better. Uh, As opposed to Luka, just because I think that point guard position is going to be valuable. And I like Russell Westbrook a lot tomorrow. Uh, On Toronto's side, I don't honestly, like, I can't, we don't, we can't trust the nurse. I kind of feel like I honestly don't want to play no one from Toronto. Like, I'm just leaning towards that way because I don't, I don't know if it's worth the headache. Granted, they have people, guys that are all that are talented to put the upside up, but that might be something I might take a risk at because. I like like granted, granted, I was under the field on Gary Trent, but Gary Trent should have played. It was he was in a perfect spot, and so should have um, and so should have um, uh, Boucher. Like, what was the point of being active for? Um, and, and when when they could have been out and just resting and playing whoever else they had. Uh, Nick Nurse is probably one of the most frustrating coaches. He's more he's worse than, than Greg Popovich, and that's hard to top. Because this is great, probably let us know something. So Listen,
0: man, I, that, uh, I I was just pay attention to the news and just hope for the best. My, my final note on this Dallas side of things, and if you guys want to talk Toronto, go for it. Is just that I don't, I don't. when 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 you toggle when you hit the toggle button on uh, Lineup HQ and you look at Luca's numbers with Porzingis on and off the court, Luca's num- metrics per minute don't really change that much. So, and chief, we talked about this, you brought it up and uh, you're, you're right. You know, there is uh, the correlation between them. Is surprisingly, it's, it doesn't really give Luca a huge bump. So I think Luca's roles uh, is the same. And I don't know, Luca's a gamer. If he needs to win, uh, I'm, I'm going to be over the weight on Luca on the field. That's just my two cents. And I, I just, I don't know what I would do with the Toronto side because I, I don't, I don't want to do anything. I, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything with this Toronto. get I, I, yeah, I mean, I, okay, Stanley Johnson goes for a billion. I guess we're gonna have Stanley Johnson exposure. Nick Nurse might just not play him tomorrow. <laughs> By then, who knows, right? I, I don't know. So, I mean, Stanley Johnson exposure. Can we agree that like multi-entering, you should probably if he's have you have at as the starter, throw him in there. Just just one lineup, one lineup won't hurt. Okay, so Toronto remains a a, a scary mystery, and uh, you know it sounds like Dallas won't be too popular either in the spot but the wheels are turning for me. So if you want to move on, Chief, it's your call. If you have any other thoughts on this one, if not, you know, bring me into the Clippers game here. Look, man, uh, Clippers-Houston, the biggest thing on this
1: slate is, you know, are Kawhi and Paul George going to sit? Or who else is going to sit from the Clippers that they may deem valuable enough? Like, because the Clippers have done this too. Oh, Kawhi's out. Paul George is going to play. Then Paul George gets ruled out with a migraine. Marcus Morris is going to play. Then Marcus Morris gets ruled out at 10 o'clock with the foot. And so I would be very leery of the Clippers on this slate. My, my read, and this is – I'm just trying to get ahead of it. It feel, This feels like a slate where Morris, Kawhi, Paul George could sit. Uh, Patrick Beverly just got back, but, you know, maybe he could sit as well because he's, he's one of the elder statesmen. I'm very afraid of the Clippers – outside of the, the guys that we know that will play if the other guys sit like man, like Luke Kennard, like Reggie Jackson. And heck, even Reggie Jackson might sit because he's actually been playing more minutes than, than, uh, than Patrick Beverly. But that's kind of my read on this game. I, I think these guys could sit, and I, I'm very scared of the Clippers, but I'm not afraid of Houston. Christian Woods finally ruled out before the slate, like so we don't have to have him questionable and all these other random guys. House is out, the Wild is out, Gordon's out. So we're back to, you know, the staple players that we've been playing. Kelly Olynyk should be a big-time player on this slate. And he's been doing it in limited minutes now. Like, that's yeah. what's crazy about Kelly Olynyk: 28 minutes, 42 fantasy points. 25 minutes, 44 fantasy points. If he ever gets back to 35 minutes, he's going to drop another 60. It's going to be ugly. So, uh, Kelly O. Uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. I mean, Kenyon Martin Jr. is pretty much a walking 40 at this point with upside for 50 if, or close to 50. So he's, in, pl- he's in play. Um, and then I don't know what to do with the rest of these guards. Kyrie Thomas is priced up now. Um, at least that that's what it is on FanDuel. I'm hitting up um, DK right now. But, yeah, Kyrie Thomas, 5,800, getting real close. Like, I don't know if we can play that uh lamb 37 but he's he's, he's not really doing much Kenyon martin jr only 7k like these are the prices i want to pay for these guys uh, and i know we probably want to get westbrook in but in my mind the bill right now is get westbrook get it get a handful of these 3k guys and i want to focus on this houston team because i know all these guys are going to play minutes go
0: ahead Dre. what's up i completely <coughs> sorry Oh, he's excited, folks. He likes this one. (laughs) I feel you. K.J. Martin playing mega minutes. We've seen his upside. Listen, Chief, if you play a fairly balanced build tomorrow, you're going to be unique as it is. If you play at most two min-price to 4K guys and kind of go 7K, 8K guy, 9K guy, you are immediately unique in your tournament. I think there's some rationale to taking that direction. I mean, we're we're ta- Russell Westbrook. Okay. <sighs> He's on God mode, as Drake would say, right? He's 12.8 though. He's not a lock to crush. Uh, you know, I know you want the floor. I know I know you want the Russell Westbrook 75 bomb. But if you kind of go with the KJ Martin route, and I think you can, you know, or a guide to a couple guys to his similar salary, and don't go, you know, don't pour in four or five min price to 4,500 guys in your lineup. I think that is a, a very interesting contrarian look for, for GPP. So just some food for thought. And, and Dre, whenever you're ready, talk to us about Houston. What are you thinking here?
2: Yeah, sorry about that. I agree completely with Chief. Uh, I, I love Kelly only tomorrow. K.A. Martin uh, Jr. Uh, even I'm coming around to Marnie Brooks. Um, just from – they're gonna have they're gonna have the upside for forty points, and this team I feel comfortable with playing the guys from there and knowing that the minutes are gonna be there for them and the upside for forty fantasy points. And the pace is gonna be very fast too in this game, especially with 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 where we're thinking, which we do both think that uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are gonna be out. So I, I love targeting that spot too. Um, one person on the <clears throat> on the Houston side that I mean. Now, on the Clippers' side that I might be interested in tomorrow, I don't know how they're going to do it, or, or are they going to roll them out or not, is DeMarcus Cousins. Is he going to be able to – it's another center, but is he going to be able to get some run if if the Clippers are going to roll everyone out um, tomorrow just before, you know, for being the last game and him getting, like, around – 20, 25 minutes of runs so that we give him like a little bit more in some game shape for the playoffs. Cause I think they're gonna use, need his big body um, during that time, during that run. Um, what do you think? What do, how do you feel about that, Chief? Like, do you think the Marcus can get
1: in there or, or no, honestly? I mean, or is that too wild of a play? I, I, not on this, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think, cause right now he's playing like very limited minutes. But if Kawhi and Paul George sit, that's that's going to open up a little bit more for him.
2: God forbid –
1: do... oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no I was going to say, do you think we need Marcus Morris and, and Batum to sit? I think just Marcus Morris, really. Because Batum had not been playing as many minutes as those other guys. Okay. If, Mar- if, if those three are out, Boogie's on my list, for sure.
0: I, okay. I think if Kawhi and Paul George are both out, <laughs> I think this thing turns into a more of a YMCA game. And then I'm really interested in making a lot if I'm if I do end up It's a it's a good game sack. Yeah I was gonna say if I end up max multi entering, which I probably won't because it's Friday night and I, I kinda wanna do something. <laughs> you know, if, if you're playing this late and you're multi entering, you're not going to the movies, you're not going to Texas see, Roadhouse, you're not going to Olive Garden. And I'm gonna be on the road again tomorrow. For you're not thing. gonna be driving on the road again. <laughs> you just you just can't do it. So yeah. so really be careful. But if my plans fall through, I don't have plans. Who am I kidding? I'm a loser. But if they do, I don't know. Maybe I won't <laughs> pay a role. I'm saying it's a 9 o'clock game, so it's tough. And there's so many attractive values in these earlier games that are going to break. Like it, it, Paul George and Kawhi off the court open this game up. Defensively, a lot less chance of a blowout. Defensively, the Clippers take a huge hit. It opens up Terrence Mann, who's 3,900, who at that point, especially if we don't get news, is going to be significantly probably underowned, which with all the value that we will know closer to lock time. But for me, it also opens up guys like, and maybe I'm interested in Armani Brooks, even though he's 4,800, but he, if it's competitive, will probably push 40 minutes. We've seen him do it. And maybe I'm interested in overpaying a little bit for Kyrie, having some exposure. Like KJ Martin said I, that if Paul George and Kawhi sit, if they do, that changes my, my whole perspective on this game. If they play, i'm not as interested in this game i don't really want kj oh, yeah. martin in those matchups as a wing against paul george and kawhi oh
1: loot. that's what i i mean they're gonna play regardless they'll get blown out and kj'll still put up 45
0: yeah but he's 7k you know i mean i'll take 45 for 7k every day of the week. there's gonna be 15 guys that are 4k in the slate that i go for 40 tomorrow <laughs> so but, who, 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 but who else are
1: you? Who else are you going to play? If Westbrook is like the only real stud, like if we're looking at this slate right now, we're probably thinking Westbrook plays. Uh, these are and these aren't guarantees, by the way. But Westbrook plays at this point. I think KJ Martin's got a better floor than Luca Doncic.
0: Well, I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. Per dollar, per dollar, yeah.
1: Yes. It's it's true. Luke isn't hitting 50 like on a regular basis anymore. Lucas hit like 42. I
0: know. It just makes him a good I don't need that for Tip K.
1: I, I, I don't want that. Like a great you, you know play. what I'm saying? Just saying. So la- last, last thing too, Daniel O'Turu. You know, you know I had to squeeze his name in. That's our guy from this game. Daniel O'Turu, ladies and gentlemen, uh from the Clippers, doesn't play at all. But I mean <laughs> I'd be willing to play all these all these Houston guys. Like, Kelly olynyk has got more upside than than, uh, than uh, Luka Doncic right now. And that's the legit truth. Like, I'm not exaggerating. No, he's got more upside truth. than Luka.
2: I believe it. Yep, you're right about that. Because Kelly Olenek, he's in the point of monster games. And he, like, I don't know. I, I, I want to look at the game log because I don't know if the last game when I was watching the Laker game was in the outlier. He played the whole, like, majority, like, like, like seven to eight minutes in the first quarter, maybe ten, and then didn't play the whole second quarter. Yeah, and then came he in. Had and thirteen
1: played... fantasy points at halftime. I remember. This. Yeah,
2: yeah. and Then he just came in in the second half, played the first his first normal stint, and then came back in for the last stint of the fourth quarter. So, is if he's going to play a full lot of minutes, he he's a fantastic play. But even in those limited minutes, he still can put. A, obviously, we see he can still put a forty.
0: Yeah, I get it per dollar uh, for sure. It's just you know, what's your perspective on line of construction, right? I obviously Luca has the raw points floor, but what how are Luch. you building? And I, but that's I'm my FanDuel, point. I don't but, think so. But I'm I, I don't
1: think Luch has more floor than Kelly Olenek right now.
0: Well, I'm Luch, and I definitely, uh, I could definitely throw a zero out there. But Luca, <laughs> I beg to differ. But on Fanduel <laughs> is a totally different ballgame because you're playing Russell at point guard, right? So. And, and Lucas point guard. That, I think that's a different discussion, I think, between websites for sure. Because uh, obviously, you know, Russell's 12 8 and there's a utility slide as well, and Lucas obviously cheaper than 12 8. So um, it's it, mean But here's the you thing. Can though. Still, you, can, you can still make the same
2: argument, though, because like on last night's slate, um, Kelly Olinick was what, 7, seven 2 or 7? No, yeah. no. He was like, he was 7 8 when he put up 44 fantasy points and got close to uh uh jason Taylor who was what 10-1 on, on dk and the the disappointment per dollar in the matchup was just so much was just better true and, so. but then,
0: and then you get in the discussion of, of game stacks and if a game is good or is a blowout to you know yeah, it, the, okay. no, yeah. go ahead chief go
1: that, ahead. that and that's what i was gonna say luca at 10-8 against toronto mm-hmm. is very invalid like that 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 I don't want to play Luke at all. Like I I don't see any value in that. Like is Toronto going to keep this game close? I don't think so, but Russell Westbrook's got to keep playing. You know, they got to win this. If they win this game tomorrow, they officially cut out Chicago. And then maybe they, maybe he'll rest on Sunday and get ready for the play-in because, because either way, he's still going to be in the 10th seed. He's just, he's just got to single-handedly hold off the Chicago Bulls. And right now, Russell Westbrook has more floor and
0: more ceiling than everybody. Everybody. Oh, he totally does. But can I, I'm here to play devil's advocate. Look at him. I, I didn't
1: think we would end up in this spot on this game, arguing, arguing Kelly Olynyk versus Luka, but here we are. Oh, 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 the oh, shenanigans oh, came
0: in a little late, but we're we, here. We have, two, we have two games left. We'll Circle circle the wagon back to Westbrook. It's actually incredible how many close games the Wizards have played. They played against Dallas. They won by one, or they lost by one. Westbrook played 40 minutes, 74 DK points. Uh, Played that crazy double OT against Indiana. Played 30, or whatever, overtime game, 39 minutes, 81 DK points. OT
1: in Indiana twice.
0: You know, Milwaukee, one-point game, 40 minutes, 81 DK. Toronto, two-point game. Toronto kept it close with the playoff team there, 63 points. Uh, Indy again, we know the 87 bomb, one-point game. Atlanta, one-point game, another 80 bomb. Atlanta, again, four-point game. Another 70-bomb. Let's scroll down to April 30th. The last non-competitive game they played was against the Cleveland Cavaliers. He had minutes and only 51 DK points. Oh, Only 51. At 12-8? At
1: 12-8. That's like Luka getting 40 at 10-8. You just That's told me exactly Kelly Olynyk could
0: go for 45. So if they blow this game exactly. out, then you don't want Westbrook. You want Kelly Olynyk. <laughs> Well I play Kelly Olenek regardless. It's just <laughs> fire him up, Gonzag is finest. Fire him up, yeah, baby. Yeah, that's the point.
1: Like, I, I I just can't. I mean, I will say this Cleveland is a better team than Toronto right now. This yes. this is just true. It's just Jared Allen, Kevin Love.
0: They are
1: they Colin are. Sexton shooting the ball 50 times. Like that they're, they're just better. Like they're just not a good team for the season.
0: When, I'm throwing logic out the window this weekend if I'm playing NBA, like in terms of what game is going to be a blowout. Of course, I'm going to construct my lineups as I typically do, but I'm not ready to pick blowouts or anything. I,
1: you're right. <laughs> you're right, Luke what, what I probably need to do is – what, what's the game I hate the most? What, what game do you hate the most?
0: Well, we didn't talk about it yet. Golden State because everybody's questionable.
1: <laughs> we have oh, no idea what's going to happen,
0: and it's at 930.
1: Well, anyway, go ahead, Drake. Just take I can't, I can't. I Let's can't. move
2: on to Sacramento versus Memphis. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that one, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: a, repeat yeah. today,
2: one, repeat. a repeat of today, actually. Um, a repeat of today. I mean, all of the purpose I want to touch on on that game, honestly, um, who did not get a lot of ownership, who, who, honestly, I know his price went up. Just play him, Terrence Davis. Just, just, just play him. His price went up, I know. He in it because he's going to be low owned again tomorrow because his price went up. He can go off in this matchup, and we already know who's out for for Sacramento. Is and we also might get Rashad Holmes out, so it's going to be a, a, a more play, more players that are out for sure. Um, Memphis, I, I think you can just play uh, job Rand. You can play Joe Val Anderson Brooks. Uh, those are like the normal cast. I think Jared Jackson is going to sit because normally he's been sitting on back-to-back as an injury management. So I kind of like Brandon Clark there too a little bit as well. Um, that's like the main guys on target. And Tillman's going to come into play then, And then that's another guy who's going to be talking who's in a great spot, phenomenal spot actually. So it, I, I, I like, I, this is probably my favorite game sack until we get some news with, with the Clippers, which we were just talking about. What do you guys think?
1: I like it. I, I mean, I don't have anything else, man. I like it. Outside of maybe the fact that Mo Harkless keeps playing 30 minutes. And I know he only put up 15 today, but he's been around 30, like, every game. I, 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 I like that stack, man. I'm with you.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. So Sacramento was officially eliminated from any play-in to tournament possibilities on Thursday. And um, they just won't do anything on DK to Metu's price. 4,300, another guy's playing 30-plus. Rashawn Holmes got hurt on Thursday, probably, likely not going to play on Friday. And Metu played 34 minutes. That's the most he's played all season. And he'll do it again. He's going to do it again on Friday. One of my favorite values in terms of uh, minutes and consistency and shot attempts on this slate is Metu again. Took 16 shots. Yeah, man. He is squarely in play as one of my favorite players. And uh, he'll be very popular, I'm sure, throughout the industry. Um, that's my biggest takeaway from this game. Gold coin
1: back up to 52 cents, by the way. If you could have got it for 39 cents earlier today, not sure if anybody's following it. Uh, but just wanted to put that out
0: there for the people. We got breaking news, we got everything, we got everything. Okay, (laughs) and and by the way, my least favorite game is Oklahoma City in Utah, it's just
1: that's the game we need to stack. If we're throwing out the logic, stack the OKC Utah game. Play some Moses Brown.
0: Kendrick Williams.
1: Yeah, Fire throw them in there. That's your winner, folks, because everything else that makes sense is not happening.
0: <laughs> the minutes distribution there is just god-awful, though. It's, it's tough, and there's a lot of surprises. But speaking of surprises, there's a sea of red injury designations with this Golden State-New Orleans game. Uh so what do we know? Not much. We know a bunch of guys are questionable as of Thursday night. Draymond Wiggins, Curry Mulder. Questionable. Uh Eric Pascal's available. Uh, yeah. Have at it, gentlemen. I, I don't I don't know what to say. There's not much to say until we know what's going on. I'm gonna
1: be honest with you. I don't think the Warriors care about this game. They don't Set, uh eight, nine, and ten are pretty much locked in at this point. Uh,
0: they don't. So there's
1: there's no reason for them to play. They're either going to be... In, against, how many against Warriors have left? Two, I think. Or one. Huh. After tomorrow. Is okay, it two or yeah. one? Because the, la- the last game of the season, Everybody's playing Sunday. So they've got t- tomorrow and Sunday.
2: Okay. So everybody's
1: yeah. playing Sunday.
2: I mean... <clears throat> like, only thing the Warriors would care about is probably do they want to avoid the Lakers or not. I think that kind of matters. That's why I think that's what. That's why I think everyone sits probably tomorrow so yeah, they can they,
0: lose.
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Possible. Uh, and let me tell you, either way, they
1: either way they still got to see LA. If they win, they still they still Ow. have to see them, right? No, no, no. Because I'm looking at it right now.
2: Is the 37 37 and 33? Memphis is 37 and 33. If Golden State falls to the number nine seed, they will be they oh. will have to they, they will play San Antonio instead of the Lakers.
1: Is that how they're doing it?
2: I think so. So, from what I was from what I gathered, I could be wrong. I thought they were doing seven versus eight to determine who's the seventh seed, and then the loser of that has another present plays again. The, um Against the winner of the eight, uh, I mean the nine and ten, to determine who's the eight seed. Yes,
0: you're right. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, That's it. That's it. Seven plays eight, and whoever wins that game is the seven seed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then that loser plays the winner of nine ten, and yeah. then they're the eight seed.
2: Yeah. So that's why I think.
1: Oh my gosh!
2: Golden State should want to avoid playing the Lakers. Honestly. That's my
1: theory. Let, let me say this. If I'm Golden State right now, I actually probably want to play the Lakers.
0: Oh, like, Here, me, a hear Robinson, me out.
1: Think? Here, hear me out. If they play L.A. and they win, right, they've got to play Phoenix first round. L.A. would be the seed, and they have to play Utah. And Utah gets bounced right now.
2: That benefits the Lakers, though, not, not both the state. Because Golden State still will lose in the first round. Well, it'd be a closer series in the
0: first round for Phoenix. But. I, I mean, is Steve Kerr playing some gamesmanship here? I, I think so, because he always does this. I'm not surprised. Well, I guess, I guess maybe, I guess we got to
1: think about the Lakers, I think, care more about playing one game than the Warriors. If that's the case. Yes. Because if the Warriors lose, to well, I'm saying if the Warriors drop to the ninth spot, then they'll play the Spurs and then they have to play the loser, which means they got to play two games versus... Them just playing one game and going to the seventh seed. I think. I mean, I I think the Warriors can get to the Lakers if everything falls right. Like if Curry's hot, Draymond's rolling, they could squeeze by. Because is LeBron even going to play? Like we think he is, but we don't know.
2: He's going to play. He's going to show for that game. We 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 already know that 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 man's not human. He he'll show for that
1: game. This is interesting though. This, This play in man. What a time to be alive! We have play in NBA. I wonder who came up with that. Don't tell anybody. Ooh, so
0: see. Portland won by one tonight. Oh, let me see. So, so that means
1: so that Portland, in,
0: they're, they're done. In,
2: yeah, they're they're secure their spot now, and and that means oh uh, God, Phoenix, that, probably, that means that, that means
1: Phoenix is automatically the two seed. How, listen, ladies and gentlemen, how in the world did I profit on this NBA slate? With a three from freaking Alfred Payton.
0: God is good. Anyway, I'm done. Um, well, you know what? Hold on a second. Phoenix has two games left. Oh, I see. Is this updated? How, what's Phoenix's record right now? Can we refresh this? 48-21
2: I'm looking at. Forty eight. So,
0: so so are they
1: now 48-22 because they lost tonight?
2: They should be. Whew.
0: Okay. I mean I mean technically if Dallas somehow wets the bed as you would say, Chief, you know, they could actually be in the playing tournament. Uh, I, That's what this I'm saying. Confusing. There's a, confusing? Honestly, there's a chance that Golden State's chilling too. As much as Steve Kerr wants to play head games, like he just might want to be super careful with. You, you roll Steph Curry and Draymond out there for 40 minutes, get the rest that they want, whatever it is. Maybe they play once this weekend for like 10 minutes, tune up. I don't know, but if yeah, they, I, maybe maybe tomorrow's an off. Maybe Friday's an off day. Maybe they just like they're just kind of ready for battle, you know and uh, mm-hmm. Listen, if if the if the whole cast is out here for Golden State, just for time purposes, then we have some sick value here. If, if you yes. get some news, you're, you're talking on DK, you're talking Jordan Pool at forty one hundred, who is serviceable when a lot of these guys are healthy. Even, but my hottest take of the day is, out of all this value, if everybody on Golden State sits, Gary Payton drops thirty five. He's on back-to-back 10-day contracts. He's expected to sign a contract with the Warriors this weekend. You know how guys play on 10-day contracts. This guy balled out a little bit with the Wizards when he had some time there. He's Re-kicked not in the
1: pool play. on FanDuel. That's the problem.
0: Wow. Well, yeah, jump on over to DK. That's my hot take. I don't love it, but you don't I like I get that. it. No, so, I, I like it. I like it. Hot take, hot take, hot take. So, yeah, that this news is – is critical. And if you're okay with burning a little bit of money and you save some spots for Houston and uh, potentially burning some money and you save, you know, four or five slots for a Houston game and the Golden State game, you know, and you get your studs in wherever you want. Uh, there, there, There's some leverage here to wait around because that Detroit value is going to be there in the beginning. That Denver value might be there. Uh, it, it, it's crazy. You got any thoughts on this one? What about the New Orleans side? Oh, Alonzo Ball's out. Brandon Ingram's questionable. Brandon Ingram's not gonna... playing in this game. They,
1: they can't get him to
0: play in. There's no reason for him to play. There's no reason to play. But is, is there reason for Alexander Walker to play 35 minutes? That's my question.
1: If he wants to just get run because he hasn't been playing. Um, I mean, at this point, all the young guys need to be playing. Jackson Hayes, Winion Gabriel because they can they can't get in. I mean, and Eric Bledsoe has been playing big minutes. Maybe he's just trying to get out of town, but I don't the only way I think I play anybody from New Orleans in this game is if the Golden State people sit. Because if the Golden State guys play, they're going to they're going to try to get this team done early and get get out of town.
2: Yeah. I love Najee Marshall tomorrow. I think he's a good play. Uh, regardless whether Golden State decides to sit there, guys, or not. I think he's a fun t- I think he's probably the top player for to me from this game, followed by Jordan Poole on the other side. Um and that's who that's the only two people I could really could look at right now until we get more information because I don't think honestly any of their starters play, maybe one starter plays from Golden State. And and I don't that's know the, who that is. Probably Kit
1: Baysmore. Well, besides going to sit, big. oh, and like, if, like if they sit Curry, I think Dream sitting too.
2: Well, yeah, but I think Wiggins is going to be the one who's going to play. But and if he does play, then he, you, you might have to get some shares with him because he's been going crazy lately. But he might also not play a lot of minutes either. It, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I, yeah, it's it's a lot. You just pay attention to the news, ladies and gentlemen. If That's those all I can guys are out.
1: JTA is in play, though, for sure.
0: Yes. I, like, I, think, I mean, it
1: just, this is a new slate, period. Like,
0: period. On, on the flip side, if New Orleans pulls the plug on more of their lineup, like, let's say Eric Bledsoe sits, then I like Kyra Lewis. This kid's a beast. I, you know, if he's going to see 25-plus, you know. I don't know. You're right. Maybe Eric Bledsoe wants to get out of town. I don't He doesn't like it anywhere. What are they saying nowadays? I hate it here. Bledsoe hated it in Phoenix. You know, didn't do his thing in Milwaukee. Now he's uh, now he's here in New Orleans. And <laughs> I don't know where oh. they're going. No, Portland lost by
1: one. I thought we, they won. They lost by one. What? Oh, Phoenix
0: yeah, 118, lost. 117. Okay, that changes everything then. Oh, this damn CBS score app. I swear, man. It's so buggy sometimes. What? what? Damn. Okay. So yeah, that changed so, some things. Let's backtrack here. Circle back real quick.
1: So with, with Portland losing, Utah the Mavs are with. now in the fire spot. Wow. Portland six, Lakers seven, um, Warriors still eight. And wow. if the Lakers win, I Ooh. think they're gonna if the Lakers win, I think they've got Portland in a tiebreaker.
2: Oof.
1: I think, hold on. Let me check. Right. They, they just played Portland like recently.
0: That's interesting. Man, this is this is Oh no, P- this
1: Portland week. won that game. God, they won 106 101.
2: So they own a tiebreaker.
1: I gotta go back earlier this season because oh snap. Yeah, Portland beat them in December. Portland owns the tiebreaker. That's on me.
2: So, so Portland, Lakers play, So Lakers are not. They're not in a playing game unless they. They can't pass Portland, but they can pass Dallas. That's what it is. Then, if Dallas loses the next two games and the Lakers win the next two games, yeah, that means the, that means the Lakers could be the number five seed, or four six seed. Sorry, and Dallas would be in a playing.
1: Yeah, that that's that's what it is. So right now Dallas is five because Portland lost and they're at 41 and 30. The Lakers are at 40 and 30 and they still have two games, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lakers still have two games. Portland has one game now, and that's on Sunday. So if Portland loses again, they'll be forty one and thirty one. And if the Lakers win both games, they're forty two and thirty. Which means even though uh, the Blazers own the tiebreaker, the Lakers are going to have the better record, and Portland's going to have to play in.
0: Okay, yeah. Whew. All right. So apparently, Portland was ahead in that game with four seconds left. It must have been a crazy finish, and my score app just thought the game was over. And uh, Phoenix uh, must have squeaked out a bucket at the end, or uh, looks like they might have hit a couple of foul shots actually to seal the deal. So crazy ending two playoff teams with chips on their shoulder and it's, it's going to be fun this weekend but listen fellas it was a pleasure closing out the regular season uh, morning ground with you guys so we're not getting out of here without a gpp food of the day this is the only podcast where we have three of us on here and chief i know this is in your wheelhouse and look you're starting to get that grin on your face already so i know you're scheming over there i'm scheming
1: we're gonna we're gonna bring dre in on this dre come on if you don't have anything, I've always got something.
0: Talk to me, guys.
1: What, what's your, uh, what's your food? Today? Dre is up in, in the NY. He's got a lot of good food around him. I know about Sylvia's. I, I, I know. Oh, Sylvia's
2: about. is really good.
1: <laughs> I know about, uh, Amy roots. I, I know about these places. Let, yeah. let us know, man.
2: I forgot about Amy roots too. Dang, those are uh-huh. really good spots.
1: Uh-huh. Those,
2: those, are, those are great spots. Um, well, well, what's the category? Because I know we talked about, like, just food around town before. We did that last time. Do we have any other categories or, like, GPP foods? Like, like, actually, matter of fact, here's a good one. What's your favorite GPP food when you're on the road? Like, like, or when you're in another city? Where do you like to go to? Where do you like to eat Eat at?
1: All, all local. Like, I don't... So, so, So let's talk about that. When I go out of town... I don't I don't eat McDonald's. I don't eat Burger King. I, and and clearly and those are fast food places. I don't eat Red Lobster. I don't eat Olive Garden. I, I don't eat you know, TGI Fridays. I don't eat uh, Ruby Tuesday. I don't eat O'Charlie's. I, I eat all local. When I'm out of town, I want food prepared by the local people. I want the only I want the food that you can only get here. That's what I do when I'm out of town.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. So if I'm somewhere, if I'm on like vacation and I have no responsibilities other than getting my news before lineup lock or something and I go out for an early lunch, I'll go to, I'll find a nice, you know, restaurant for lunch, maybe grab a beer. And what I, listen, bartenders are the key. You got to talk to these bartenders. I said, oh, I, I, I got to squeeze the song thing? in. I got you. I got you. And you say, no, yeah. where, where am I going next? Like you you, 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 shoot, you shoot the shit with them. You tip them well. Have a drink. Get somebody. He's like, where would you go if you were me? You know, and just say mom and pop and go local, and you, you know and you'd be surprised where you end up. You go to the city, you got to make friends with people, right? Put yourself out there, talk to the locals, because like you said, she, I'm all I'm all about the hole in the wall, the underground stuff, you know, the the things that you don't see online that the food critics write about or, or whatever, and that's what I'm all about, Dre. What about you? Yeah, definitely for sure. Um, I
2: I for me, I, I love traveling, so like. I love going to Cali, so one of my favorite Cali spots that I go to, especially if I go to L.A., Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. First place I get to when I get off that plane. Uh, it's kind of local. It's local out there in, in that area only. I don't know anywhere else yeah. where they have that at. So to me, that's something I love to do. Love to go to for sure too. Um, over here though, in Jersey, it's a good spot called um, the. I think it's called the Pancake Factory phenomenal breakfast lunch dinner it's all great okay it's a place you got definitely check out for sure
1: dre so so now you're gonna be in my neck of the woods because you're gonna be in charlotte next week i'm gonna put you on a restaurant saturday morning are you gonna be there saturday morning yeah okay don't don't mess yourself up too much friday night saturday morning <laughs> I need you to get up, take a lift. I don't care how far it is away from your hotel. There's a breakfast place called The Yoke. It's run by Chef Greg and his wife. It's called The Yoke. Don't forget this. The it will be packed when you get there. It's worth the wait. Some of the best breakfasts you've ever had in your life. The Yoke in Charlotte, Chef Greg. It's going to be amazing
0: it's uh, almost summertime people are hitting the, the east coast beaches up here and one of the popular places that in like the new york jersey yeah you know delaware area and they have some some nice beaches in delaware too but ocean city maryland's a really popular spot uh, you know cool place i've been, i've been going there at least once every summer for a long weekend And I actually, uh, one of our our bubble podcasts, I dropped this place and it was so good. I got to drop it again. And someone actually tweeted at me. They're like, yeah, that place is so good. Barn 34 in Ocean City, Maryland on 34th Street. Some of the best breakfast uh, within 200 miles of me here. Barn 34. Got to love it. Got to love it. We got to get out of here for time purposes. But it was awesome to close out the last regular season morning grind. And we'll see what's on the horizon next week when the playoffs roll around. So give me some closing thoughts here, Chief and Dre, before we head out for the weekend.
1: First of all, glad to do the pod. We made it through a full season. Uh, we're almost back to normal. And that's probably going to be good for my uh, for my wallet because uh, I'm going to go ahead and start stacking back up a few, few duckies uh, with this norm- normality. Speaking of which, last thing, and I'll hand it over to you, Dre, the one thing I like about the playoffs is the showdown prizes increase. And I love showdown for uh, playoffs because you know where the minutes are going to go. You just got to find that one guy that's going to pop off this game, like a Danny Green, like a Shake Milton. You know, I know I'm naming Sixers, but, you know, stuff like that. That's what you have to do in showdown. And I can't wait because the pools get larger and larger as the games dwindle down and I've made so much money over the years hitting on showdowns. When, when the end of the season gets crazy like this and I felt like I'm spinning my wheels, the normality of playoffs, man, really, I I love it a lot. So uh, maybe I'll, maybe we can talk some showdown content when we come back and do some of these pods.
2: Yeah, uh, for me, game sack, game sack, game sack, game sack. I can't say it enough. Uh, tomorrow, I feel like Towards the end of the season, you gotta just go with these game stacks. Um I feel like that's probably a main contributor to why I'm being successful also this towards this month, too. You know, with all these games being close of them playing for something, you want to target those players a lot. And we already know the rotations if you pay attention to the news and how condensed it is. So keep, pay attention to that. Um, you'll get all the information the right way and be able to run it back with someone else that's you know it's gonna potentially go off in that game. And Hey, you never know, you can end up winning big and, and see you at the top. That's all I got to say. See you at the top, and hopefully, those right below me in the GPP. Um, but if not, I
0: hope you win. I love it. I love it, man. And uh, that's kind of some of the fun about this because you compete against uh, a lot of the same people in the industry all the time. And, you know, we all pull for each other, but we all want to make a dollar. So it's a strange dynamic when you're, sometimes you're playing against people you like. And, hey, I love the co- – we're all competitors. That's half the reason we do what we do. Um, you know, you love competing. I, You know, we all you – know, we're all similar. We always want to uh, tune our process. I mean, listen, like, you never stop learning, right? The best players in the world never stop learning. Uh, if my work schedule, you know, works out, I, you know, and the family time works out, I – Uh, there's some nights where I don't sleep as much because I'm up, you know, you know, researching the industry and seeing what other people are doing that are being successful, looking at different lineup construction, seeing why things were successful, seeing why things failed. I I think no matter, you know, a lot of people that have a bad night and it's not easy to do, just want to forget about the bad night, but sometimes it's good to go back in a macro perspective and see what failed, see what didn't work out and why. And as things change, as, as, Sports change. I mean, we see less defense in the NBA every season. We see less defense, higher game totals. Uh, we see the rake increase on pretty much every DFS website. So not only do you have to finish in the top 1%, you got to be within 1% in some of these large field GPPs to, to take it down. So taking down a tournament, a large field tournament is... Or a small field. Any kind of tournament, but especially the large field. It's such an accomplishment. Any tournament. Uh, green is green. Profit is profit. Uh, definitely always review your process, see see why things did fail. You learned a lot from your mistakes. That sounds very cliche and corny, but you don't get better without learning about when you fell on your face at the beginning, right? I think we could probably um, mostly all agree to that, and we're all here at Roto Granders to help you out. Uh, where can the, the people find you guys on Twitter? And you know, obviously, send us all DM anything we can do, we'll point you in the right direction, give us some feedback to the show. it's It's been a ton of fun. Um, so, uh, Chief Boogie, what are your Twitter handles? Drop them for the people, real quick, uh, at Chief Justice 06. Uh, on Twitter, you can
2: catch me at BX Boogie Dre. Uh, message me. I'll be able to answer any questions. I'll be free tomorrow after 4 o'clock. Um, feel free to ask me anything. I'll be able to help you out MLB and um, NBA. Anything. Just want to talk sports. I'll try to get back to you as soon as possible. can. As, possibly, as soon as I possibly can. Sorry.
0: Same deal. At the J Carlucci here on Twitter. It's been a pleasure, fellas. The Bubble Brother Podcast. More known as the Rotograders NBA Morning Ground. We had a ton of fun here keeping it real with everyone, having a lot of fun, trying to be relatable. We hope you enjoyed uh, the end of the regular season here production. And, of course, there'll be a ton of playoff content. No matter where the NBA morning grind is, check out RotoGrinders.com. So, for the Chief Will Priester and Dre Boogie, hell of a run. Good luck in the uh, NBA final in Charlotte. I'm Justin Carlucci. Have a great weekend and good luck.